Hello, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant the Boom Corgan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes. Hello. And Brendan the Producer Pika. Hey, yo. Man, those peas are popping today. They're popping. Heck yeah. Brendan the Producer Pika. Guys, welcome into our week 14 preview episode. For those new to the podcast, welcome in and thank you so much for choosing to listen to us of all people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will do our best to make you proud. Uh, if you are new, uh, the way we're going to do this is on this part one of the week 14 preview, we will break down the NFC home games. And then we will have a part two later this week where we will break down the AFC home games. First and foremost, Andrew. Yes. Uh, we have a little game we play every week. We pick we do. games. Uh, I demolish you this season. And to Jesus. this point, it is right. statistically impossible for you to come back and beat me. Mm-hmm. I do have a healthy lead. I believe we ended it at what? I have nine, nine right now. Nine, four. Yep. Nine, nine four. four right now is the score. Ooh, that's rough for you, I'm my friend. I'm hoping to kind of make that margin a little less. Uh, but, you know. I, I'm still confident that I can get some points on the board in these later weeks. Garbage time, you know, garbage <laughs> time points. That's what I'm going for. There you go. That's garbage, garbage, garbage time. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's your specialty. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm Viking excited. Uh, we are in playoff season. Uh, Andrew wouldn't know all that much about it, but in our Jesus, podcast uh, playoffs, uh, Brendan, you are a part of playoffs and mm-hmm. I am as well. So we're we're looking forward to bringing home the barely athletic trophy. Yeah. So. I got a I got a whole bag of excuses for for oh. my reasonings behind oh, not making nice. the playoffs. But well, all I gotta you can say enjoy is half of them are diabetes related, and half of them half of them are <laughs> Saquon Barkley and oh, nice. Cortland Sutton. Me me uh, me me me. Yeah, I I did well, well and, though. And, and, yeah, oh, enjoy your excuses. Sure. We'll yeah. and we'll reap the rewards of the playoffs. So. I did have fun with that. <laughs> I'm set. It's a dynasty league. I'm set for next year. Get ready. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm well, drafted Trevor Lawrence. Hashtag nobody cares about our fantasy teams, mm-hmm. uh, but we are in the thick of it with fantasy football uh, playoffs. And we do, I guess I want to go over just a few tips now that we are in fantasy playoffs. Yeah, that's good. Uh, if you haven't already, please make sure you pick up the handcuffs for your studs. Uh, if you happen to lose your stud running back, it is gross out there for replacement options. Protect yourself. Uh, pick up those handcuffs for those studs. Yeah, I'm absolutely. talking uh, Latavius Murray. Yep. Uh, these types of players who, you know, they're not 100%, uh, but they they can certainly uh, be better than any other waiver wire options. Yeah. Jamal Williams, Devontae Booker. I guess Devontae mm-hmm. Booker is probably being picked up right now, uh, if not last week. But yeah, that's why we didn't really talk about waiver signings recently because it's more important to prepare for playoffs you don't want to take these risks anymore yeah it's no longer upside season it is protect your starters Mm -hmm. Uh, another thing that i think is worth mentioning and i bring this up because we've i've had some people ask me recently about who to start it really comes down to how risky you want to be you know i Mm -hmm. had someone ask me last week kyler murray or Taysom hill Ooh. I argued uh, I would rather have the higher floor of Murray, um, but, you know, it comes down to what you're comfortable with. Would you be more upset about, you know, your stud having a lower game than an upside guy having a breakout game? 
we're in playoffs. That's a good way to think about it. I, I prefer. I know I would go crazy if I started somebody who completely tanked rather yeah, than taking that, that would, high upside play. So that would not be fun to to lose because you took that risk. Right. So it comes down to your unique team. You know, we mm-hmm. will give advice. We will say what we think is safe versus what is risky. But ultimately, it comes down to uh, your risk profile. So yeah. definitely keep that in mind. Uh, and with that being said, you know, I think we can jump right into our game Let's previews. Let's so do it. The first game we're going to break down here is the New England Patriots taking on the Los Angeles Rams, starting with the Patriots side of the ball. Cam Newton finally shows some signs of life, uh, and that is because he is rushing again. You know, he really started working that aspect of his game back into it. Do you see Cam Newton as a fantasy starter in week 14? No, I've been done with him. I've been done with him. Uh, he had a good week last week against the Chargers, but he's playing the Rams, which are a much better defense. Uh, I don't think Cam Newton's going to get much done this week. Plain and simple. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I am sitting all Patriots. Literally <laughs> able to all sit. Patriots. Yeah, yeah. There's nobody I'm excited for, nope. and nobody I am going. Meh, maybe. Nope. No. Nope, week 14. No, one. no, thank you. <laughs> no one. I'm a big Damian Harris guy. If you've listened to the podcast, you know I love Damian Harris. Been a big fan since. Before week one, uh, I don't I'm not playing him this week, not doing it, not against the Rams. Rams are a very good defense. I'm not touching that. Yeah, no, I am hands off all Patriots, so we will keep that easy uh, over to the Rams side of the ball. Uh, the Patriots are a pretty tricky defense, but they are not impervious to getting blown up. Uh, I'm word. starting all my regular Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can really feel good about Cup, Woods, uh, you know, as far as the running game, it is risky, but I think Cam Akers leads the pack, mm-hmm. and I think he is a low-end RB2. Um, man, Higby, Everett, I don't want any part of. No. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, where do you see him in the stream conversation? You know, is he a, is he ahead of Teddy Bridgewater? Ooh, uh, I would say he's ahead of Teddy. I would put him ahead of, obviously, Cam Newton. I would say he's more. Uh, I would. I would play him this week. I would definitely. I would stream him this week if you're streaming quarterbacks. So I like. Him. Okay, it's tough is, defense, but is he, he a preferred stream or is he one of those? Meh, if you feel like it, he is. I guess on the lower end of the preferred streams. So, uh, Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff. Ooh, I would. I would go Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Even though Stafford's okay. got a better matchup, I would still go Jared Goff. I like yeah. the weapons better. I like it. Yeah, and really, I'm avoiding the tight ends. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Cam Akers. Um, yeah, and, and all the passing options, you just keep as normal. Yep. Uh, these two teams, give me the Rams. Give me the Rams. Next up, we have the Texans taking on the Chicago Bears. Two teams that are disappointing and looking forward to next season. Starting with the Texans, um, Bears are a tough defense. You know, there's no getting around that. Uh, they are not what they used to be, but they still put up quite a fight. Mm-hmm. I would still start Watson in this yep. tough, tough matchup. Uh, he's a stud, and fantasy football is made easier when you start your studs. So Watson, I'm I'm in on. Brandon Cooks was a little bit of a disappointment last week uh, with yeah. Will Fuller being suspended. Um, you know, logic would have thought Brandon Cooks would get more opportunity, but rather than Cooks getting you know a extra heaping of targets and work. It really spread out to Kiki Cutie, who I think a lot of people are looking forward to streaming or seeing if it's a sneaky play. 
you know, Andrew, what's your breakdown on Cutie and Cooks? I'm playing both of them this week. They're going up against a tough Bears defense, but Bears are better against the run than they are against the passing game. And we saw last week Kiki Cutie, Cutie, geez, I, I'm struggling pronouncing his name. Uh, he did really well against the Indianapolis Colts, who have an amazing secondary, one of the best secondaries in the league. Uh, he put up eight receptions, 141 yards. I'm taking that. I'm also taking Brandon Cooks just because of his opportunity uh, and his upside. Yeah, yeah, no, I I see what you mean. Uh, it does make me nervous. You know, they are still a solid defense against mm-hmm. <laughs> against uh, wide receivers. Um, but yeah, no, I think Cooks is a solid start. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm excited to start him, uh, but he should get the opportunity. And Kiki Cutie, he's a risk. I, I would avoid uh, personally. I, I'm not in a spot where I'd want to stream him. Uh, and, and frankly, if you're streaming Kiki Cutie in the playoffs, I think you might be in trouble in the first place. No offense to my good friend Brendan. Um, but yeah, you know, like you said, it's risky. But if you see the potential, you know, you saw his upside last week. You know, that's yeah. what he's capable of. He is talented. But I, I just don't think he's a. I don't think he's a talented enough player. I think he would have to be force fed and schemed in to produce like he did. So I don't think he's going to be able okay. to do it again, um, but I, I certainly can see the argument for it. Yeah, I, I see uh, if we look at last game, I can see those two roles being swapped. I can see Cooks is definitely going to be the guy that have the the bigger game, the bigger plays, but I can see Kiki getting a, a it, it still involved a lot. I can see 50 plus. It's not going to break 100, I don't think. And, uh, you know, you're hoping for a, a touchdown. So he's, I don't think he's going to be a, a huge letdown. But he, his upside is high, and that's why I like him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's flashing the pan, but, uh, you know, we can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. As far as running game, uh, like you suggested, the Bears do have a stellar rush defense. David Johnson has been kind of what Lamar Miller was last year. <laughs> yeah, Carlos Hyde and Lamar Miller last year for the Texans. Um, and not fun. Not a, fun at all. Just a super plain... It's like you go to an ice cream shop and you win mm-hmm. a free free ice cream, but it's only vanilla. That's <laughs> like, like, oh, cool. okay. Like, that, that works. You know, that, that's you startable. Can't, it, it's hard to complain, but it's also not what you want. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, well, like, it was free. In so awkward okay. stage. Like, what do I do here? Yeah. So, what I would recommend uh, as a David Johnson owner, if you do have a, a option, you can switch to. You know, if he if he's in your flex, you know, there's there's wide receivers that'd be more excited to start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a tough matchup, and he's still coming off of his concussion issues. I would try to steer away from David Johnson. I think it's pretty clear this team is moved on from David Johnson and uh, letting Watson make it happen himself. So Mm -hmm. I would avoid David Johnson. You know, his upside isn't even all that high. (laughs) So It's not. Yeah, it's really not. The only reason he did good last week is because he got a touchdown, but he had 44 yards last week. So I don't like that. Here's a question for you, Andrew. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miles Sanders or David Johnson? Oh, man. I should. Just pick up Kiki Cutie and start him <laughs> instead. Uh, if I had to decide between Miles Sanders and David Johnson, I would have to go David Johnson because Miles Sanders is going up against the New Orleans Saints, and that's an even worse matchup in my opinion. Um, 
Sanders has got a bigger upside. I'm I, I would have to go Johnson on that one. Man, I hate I, I hate like it. it. <laughs> I would bench both of them if you can. Oh man, think of a person who has both Sanders and David Johnson in their league as their RB one and two. Ooh. Yeah, man. You felt a lot better at the beginning of the season. Who, who am I kidding? They're not in the playoffs. No uh, way. Ouch. No way. Uh, over to the Bears side of the ball. Um, as far as quarterbacks go, gross. Don't even think yep. about it. David no, Montgomery coming off of a few hot games. And I think the fire continues. Texans yeah. are dreadful against running backs. And even though David Montgomery is not a stud per se, uh, he's getting the opportunity. And this O-line is giving him opportunities. So I think yeah. full stream ahead, uh, Montgomery. Yeah, I think he is a back end RB one this week. It, it's going to be rest of season as that back end one. Uh, you look at the next matchup, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Green Bay. That's yeah, pretty Perfect. generous. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> that's a, that's a locked and loaded RB one for me. Pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, as far as tight ends, uh, stay away from Jimmy Graham. I know Cole. What is it? Cole Komet. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, he had a good game last week, scored his touchdown. I would avoid, you know, I think some people mm-hmm. are excited seeing him as a streamer against the Texans. You know, it, it's tight end. Tight end is disgusting. If you, it's a good matchup. So it certainly could happen. There are worse and better options. Um, but really, the only receiving option I am excited for is Allen Robinson as per normal for the bears Absolutely. and you're already starting him. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not having to talk you no into doubt. anything here. No doubt. I, I agree with you there. The, the tight end game, I was, I, I like Jimmy Graham mid season, but we've seen Cole Komet get more involved and they've kind of flip flopped. It's, I would compare it to the Rams tight end situation. Uh, Cause like a couple weeks ago, I think it was week eight. Cole Komet actually had a very solid week and then Jimmy Graham was involved and they just keep flip flopping. So, that's the reasoning behind the tight end. No, yeah, um, this is going to be tough. These two teams. Mm-hmm. Give me the I'm Texans. Texans. Oh, uh. we disagree. <laughs> Thought that would be that would be the one. Uh, I'm sure this next one is one we will disagree on. Really? Because I struggle with both of these teams. Okay. Uh, next up, we were, have. Oh ooh, man, no, nothing, nothing. Ugh. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure we'll I'm find something to out. argue about. Yeah. These two teams, uh, the Denver Broncos taking on the Carolina Panthers, starting with the Broncos. Andrew, you know mm-hmm. just how much I don't like Drew Locke. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, know I, I, had, this, I had this conversation with my family. I saw a picture of him the other day, and I, I mm-hmm. haven't really looked at his face. I just don't trust it. Jesus. And at this point, I don't know if it's because of how I feel about him fantasy-wise is impacting how I feel about his face. I don't know, yeah. but all I know is <laughs> I, I, mean, I am not a Drew Locke believer at all. Uh, listen, I'm, he, I'm looking forward to Elway drafting a real quarterback. He's, oh man, he, he's no Jimmy Garoppolo, right? That's for sure, based on facial features. But uh, it, yeah, I, I had a lot of faith in Locke at the beginning. Like a uh, fool. Yeah, like a fool, exactly. That that's, Mark that down as another excuse for me uh, sucking in fantasy this year. To However, be fair, I warned you about your lock. I, I do want oh, to point that out. Yeah, you did. But I just everyone else bit on quarterback. We can get it's a whole thing. <laughs> he was my only option. All right. He was my only option. He's got some weapons. But at this point, you you don't start your lock. He next year. I, I agree. Denver's going to be moving on from Drew lock. I wouldn't understand if they stuck with him. Things are just not working out. So, yeah, it's. 
it is probably over for Locke at this point. So he shouldn't be in your starting lineup. He shouldn't really be on your team anymore. Oh, I mean, okay. Anyway, I, I yeah. did not mean for this to be an analysis of Drew Locke because no, that's, nobody yeah. in the right mind is starting Drew Locke. Uh, but I, did, I do think um, against this shockingly tough Panthers pass defense, uh, I think you can feel comfortable sitting uh, Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. I Tim Patrick, you I know, he Tim has Patrick. really impressed. I think he's one of those players with a, I think he's similar to Jarvis Landry. You know, just kind of mm. plays with that fire. Um, his real value is in PPR leagues. You know, he gets those targets. He has a really safe floor. Um, and every once in a while, you see the upside. And last week, we saw that upside of Tim Patrick. Uh, I think he is in that flex conversation. Uh, even in a tough matchup against the Panthers. I mean, that's how I feel. What, what do you think about Tim Patrick? I love him. I mean, every week I said start him. Hey, he's been amazing. He's been amazing. Super underrated. Uh, ever since week three, when or I guess yeah, right after Cortland Sutton got injured, Tim Patrick had only two weeks where he didn't score double digit fantasy points. One against the Chiefs, and the other one week twelve when they didn't have a quarterback. So I think Tim Patrick, like you said, he his floor is actually higher than most people think. So Patrick to me is a is a locked and loaded flex yeah. option. He's one of those players that you see him in a lineup you're going up against, and you're like, oh, man, like, Tim oh, Patrick, jeez. Yep. Then you go, oh, wait, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns out he actually has value. Oh, he so dropped Tim Patrick, 20 points on me. Yikes. Yeah, I, I think he is a legit uh, flex play at this point. Yep. Um, Melvin Gordon, you know, he is a he's a solid player, and he should have a lot of opportunities against this Panthers defense. Mm-hmm. So I think Melvin Gordon is a solid RB2 this week. Other than that, you know, Noah Fant, he's getting targets. He is in that uh, tight end hellscape. Uh, you just hope he can break one off with a true lock. Yeah. So Noah Fant, yep. by hooker by crook, is a top 10 <laughs> tight end. Unfortunately, he uh, he's, had, he's had a rough couple of weeks, but yeah, you, you got to start. Yeah, ugh, man. I Once mm-hmm. again, he's one of those I'm really looking forward to next year and seeing if, if yeah. he can improve. Well. We did um, say that last year, so I and I'm sure I'm going to say know. that the year Ooh. after next. Um, yeah, well, Andrew. Other than those players on the Broncos, anybody else tickle your fancy? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. No uh, Phil Lindsay. None of that. Over to the Panthers side of the ball. Christian McCaffrey was limited in practice on Wednesday, but he is expected to play. DJ Moore is on the COVID list due to close contact and is dealing with an ankle injury. He is questionable. And Curtis Samuel was also placed on the COVID list and is questionable for this Sunday's game. Absolutely. Uh, McCaffrey's the, that's the, that's the main show. Yes. Uh, If you made it to playoffs, awesome. You have a great player to, Mm -hmm. to throw in there. Uh, If you're like most people with Christian McCaffrey and are not in playoffs, I am so sorry. (laughs) A little little upset right now. Uh, At least he's back. Um, but yeah, prob- probably a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're starting him, obviously. Uh, DJ Moore, if he plays, you're starting him. Uh, the Broncos have a, a relatively tough defense. So, you know, I if Curtis Samuel does play, I would not play him. But I would start Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Yes, yeah. And obviously, yeah, I guess Robbie Anderson for me is, is, a, is a start no matter what the situation is with the wide receivers. 
because uh, Moore and Curtis Samuel, they need to test negative for the rest of the week in order to be able to play because they didn't test positive for COVID. They were just in close contact with someone who did. Um, the only worry is DJ Moore is still dealing with that ankle injury that he suffered against the Minnesota Vikings a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, that just boosts Robbie Anderson's value in my head. But I do agree with the Curtis Samuel statement. That's a bit more of a risk. Um, yeah. Yeah, I am avoiding Teddy Bridgewater as a streaming mm-hmm. option. These two teams, give me the Panthers. Yep. Dang, I was hoping we'd disagree there. Taking the Panthers. I will never pick the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> knew that. Uh, next up, we have the Jets taking on the Seahawks. We'll, we'll make this really easy. Jets. Mm-hmm. Nope. What? Uh, just oh. kidding. Uh, Jameson Crowder, okay. he blew up yeah. in a major way last week. Two touchdowns. You know him. You love him. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think he's a flex play. Uh, we know the upside, and we know he will be involved in what should be a catch-up game <laughs> for mm-hmm. the Jets. Uh, Ty Johnson, any interest for you at running back? Uh, sure. <laughs> and, uh, very hesitant, sure. Um, it, it, it's tough because he is a bit of a, a risky play because you don't really, you haven't seen too much out of him. You see one game. Well, and but, do you think they're going to run? I mean, I, I you know, yeah. we're trying to anticipate game script, which is obviously kind of a trying to predict the weather a week from now. Um, it but, should be a, more of a barn burner. Yeah. In my head. If the Seahawks do what we expect them to, uh, the Jets will try to play catch up. And mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a, impact Ty Johnson will be in that role so yeah and that's the reason why Todd Johnson had a good week is because they were the Jets were in it until the end they were winning at one point so they handed it off to Johnson who got over 100 yards and a touchdown he's not going to do that this week the question is where where do we think is he going to perform enough to make it into your starting lineup I would say he's a lower end flex in my head Man, I'm thinking 60 yards, no touchdown. 60 yards, no touchdown. I'd rather take the flyer on like a Nelson Aguilar or somebody else. Or Tim Patrick. Oh, much rather play Tim Patrick. (laughs) Go for it. Yeah, he's a a riskier play. So if you're the person who wants to take that risk, because there is some off chance where the Jets can, can be in it, as the Seahawks looked terrible last week against the Giants, I don't think it's going to happen again. But yeah, I, I would say upside 80 yards and a touchdown. Wow. That's well, his like, that's his peak though. So. All right. Well, I mean, is that what you're anticipating or no, what his peak no. is? <laughs> I, I think, I think what you said is about right. 60 yards, no TD. All right. So, yeah. And really, you know, I, hopefully you're not needing to dumpster dive with the jets yeah. uh, over to the Seahawks side of the ball. Uh, you know, this team, you know who to start. It is Wilson Metcalf Lockett and, uh, Chris Carson. So yeah. let's Boom. not overcomplicate that. Uh, these two teams, give me the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the Seahawks. There was, <laughs> there was a moment where I just thought, how funny would it be? I was going to try to make a deal with you saying, if I pick the jets, do I get a two points? But no, I can't do that. Okay. I can't do that. Next up, we have Maybe the Vikings time. taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa. Oh, like I, get yep, I get it. I get it. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, okay. Uh, as far I as the Vikings, to British. Uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay. We should do the entire entire show with a British accent. I don't think I could. <laughs> I, I I would annoy myself too much. Yeah. Not that I'm British accents are annoying. You. It's my accent. My British accent's annoying. 
That's not surprising me at all. We have zero viewers. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Minnesota zero Vikings. Mm-hmm. Man, this is a kind of a new look team. They're kind of getting away from only running the ball and letting Kirk Cousins throw a little bit. And he's been good. You know, this is Kirk Cousins just gets it done in the, the lo, in the least sexy way possible. Yeah, like he's been looking really, really good these past couple of weeks, but he's just getting zero, zero cred. So uh-uh. shout out to Kirk Cousins, the unsung hero. Uh, I am in a position where I'm starting him. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay has a solid defense, but you know, he Kirk Cousins has good options between Jefferson, Thielen. Uh, if Irv Smith is back, that would be tremendous. Otherwise, you know, Kyle Rudolph can catch. So Dalvin Cook is a wonderful pass catcher as well. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine streaming Kirk Cousins. You know, I think this is a game where they will need to throw. Um, man, so I as much as I hate it, I think Kirk Cousins is a fine stream this week. Jefferson Ooh. is a stud. He's proven yeah, it. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Thielen, stud, you know it, and Cook, you're starting. So I don't think there's a whole lot of question marks on this team other than the streamability of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm on the, uh, the less optimistic end of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins had, like you said, a couple of good weeks, but it was against Dallas, Carolina, Jacksonville. Yikes. Another week against Detroit. Very good. Now they're going up against Tampa. A lot better defense. And what Kirk Cousins is terrible at is throwing under pressure. They are going to bring the blitz all day. It, 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 and the Vikings offensive line is not good enough. It's really, it comes down to an offensive line problem. I don't think that Kirk Cousins is going to have a good enough week to, to put up enough fancy points to make me happy. I would rather start Jared Goff than Kirk Cousins. So yeah, yeah, it's okay, a, it, yeah, it's yeah, too, I, I agree with you. I don't like the matchup. I really don't. I, it's just one of these these games where I just know that Cousins is going to throw about three interceptions and <laughs> and have a have a fumble where oh it's going to be bad. He's going to get a lot of turnovers. That's what I'm predicting. A lot of yards, a lot of turnovers. He's going to hopefully pull Jameis Winston. So okay, well, I I feel pretty optimistic about Kirk Cousins. So mm. you know. Determine how much risk you want to work with. I think he is worth it this week. Um, Yeah, like we said, not a whole lot of other question marks. Over to the Buccaneers side of the ball. Tom Brady, you can start. Vikings are bad. So really, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, kind of a similar situation. I think you're starting who you got. So Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. uh, I will say, I... I'm excited to start Antonio Brown this week. Yep. Yep. Uh, we've seen it before the bye week in each of these games that Brown has been in. Tom Brady is throwing deep to Antonio Brown mm-hmm. and they just haven't connected. You know, if he catches one of those deep bombs for a 40, 60 yard touchdown, he becomes a stud. So I really, truly think Antonio Brown is going to blow the heck up. And I think yeah. it can be this week against the Vikings. They had a bye week to practice, get on the same page. Oh, this entire season, we've seen those glimpses of what the Buccaneers could be. And they had a whole bye week to prepare for this game. This is a huge game for them. And I think Tom Brady, he's been force feeding the crap out of Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited. And I think, I think you can start all three of these wide receivers. Feel great yeah. about it. And yep. I think this is Antonio Brown's, uh, gateway to a big payday 
I, I yeah, think this is going to be a showcase game for Brown. Uh, I'm terrified of Antonio Brown this week. As a Vikings fan, you can ju- I can just tell who's going to have a good game against <laughs> us. Uh, for example, when the Vikings played the Dallas Cowboys, I was like, CeeDee Lamb, he's just going to tear us apart. And he did. That was one of his best weeks of the season. Antonio Brown's that type of guy. He uh, He's going to just tear through the Vikings defense, like you said. We uh, The Vikings have a very young, inexperienced uh, secondary and it really Antonio Brown is all he's got to do is just beat Harrison Smith. And then he's, then he's got it. So I like Antonio Brown. Like you said, I like the other receivers. I also like Rob Gronkowski this week. Locked yeah. the starter for me. I like it. No, that's a great yeah. pick. Uh, and really, I mean, poor Vikings. You said it's a young and experienced secondary. Yes. They have a hard time stopping one stud. How can you stop Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown? I mean, on any given play, two yeah. or three of these guys are going to be open. So it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a blowout. There's no way that the Vikings are going to come even close to to keeping up with Tampa. So I don't know about that, but I oh I do. <laughs> I mean, Vikings couldn't even beat Jackson. They were they almost lost to Jacksonville last week. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Well, this is this is a game I'm really excited for. When it comes to run game, you're starting Ronald Jones. Yeah. Uh, and that's the only running back I want a piece of. Yep. These two teams, give me the Bucks. Yeah, give me Tampa. You were <laughs> making me nervous there with all that Kirk Cousins talk. I thought you were going to pick the Vikings for a second. Oh, I'm not stupid. Yeah. Okay. That was. <laughs> we're, I'm glad we're on the same page there. I was nervous. Uh, uh, next up, we have the Cardinals taking on the Giants. Uh, the Cardinals. You know, this is one of those teams where they make it pretty easy for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're starting Murray, starting Hopkins, starting Kenyon Drake, even though the Giants have been shockingly good on defense lately. I think the Cardinals can know how to shut it down. Uh, Christian Kirk, he's been a little bit of an X factor lately, uh, but because of the Giants impressing of late, uh, I'm going to be avoiding Kirk. Uh, Hopkins is the only receiver in this game I will trust. I agree. You can't see me right now, but I'm nodding my head. I agree with you there. Oh, just thank the, you. Uh, just yeah. those three. Chase Evans, are you interested in him at all? Nope. Nope, me either. Okay, well, <laughs> there we go. I thought there would be a little more of a discussion, a no. disagreement there, but yeah. Nope. You're right. Kenyon Drake has been emerging as that uh, running back one. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been showing himself that, not showing himself, he's been demonstrating that he should be the running back one on this team. Yep. So Edmonds is fading into oblivion yet again. Over to the Giants side of the ball. Wayne Goldman, I think, is a solid, solid start. All mm-hmm. that guy does is put up points. Um, Sterling Shepard. What's your, yeah. what's your heat level on Sterling Shepard? I, I would say go for it just because Daniel <laughs> Jones is expected to start. Thank you for your fantasy anal- analyst. Yeah, do it. Uh, do it because Daniel Jones is expected to start. He had a terrible week last week because Colt McCoy was the quarterback. Daniel Jones should be back. So as long as Daniel Jones is the quarterback, Shepard has some value. And uh, it's against uh, Arizona. Terrible defense. So <laughs> uh, it, Evan the matchup Ingram. is there. Evan Ingram, yes. Heavily yeah. involved. Yeah, I think Ingram is a solid start. Mm. Uh, would you start Ingram or Noah Fan? Ingram. Uh, Mike Kosecki or Evan Ingram? Ingram. I actually like Ingram a lot. Yeah. I want to talk look, about this. Look I like you. Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's that's kind of it for uh, both mm-hmm. of these teams, making it nice and easy. These two teams give me the Cardinals Arizona. because of Murray. Yep. 
Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers Super Bowl bound taking on the <laughs> Detroit Lions. No way. Starting with the Packers, you know who you're starting and you're feeling yep. good about it. Um, Rogers locked and loaded. Adams locked and loaded. Uh, totally blanking on our <laughs> running back. Aaron Jones. Oh, Aaron Jones. Okay. <laughs> Aaron Jones locked and yep. loaded. Tunyon, you know, he is like all other tight ends. He is touchdown or bust. Uh, even though the Lions, you know, they haven't been all that bad against tight ends, uh, I would still start Tunyon. You know, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers puts the ball where Aaron Rodgers wants to put it. So if if he's targeting Tunyon, uh, he's going to get the ball. So I think he is as good of a stream as anybody else when it comes to tight ends. I agree. Yeah, he's definitely top 10 here. He could uh, have a top five performance. It's against uh, oh, Detroit. Yeah, so. not, not hard to yeah. put up numbers against Detroit. Come on. Uh, over to the Lions side of the ball, DeAndre Swift was limited in practice on Wednesday, but he is expected to play. And if he does play, I would be starting him. Uh, the Packers are dreadful against running backs mm-hmm. and Swift, I feel, is a talented running back. So he should be able to tear them up. Kenny Galladay did not practice on Wednesday and is questionable to play. If Kenny G does play, I'm firing him up. He should be pretty stellar against this Packers yeah. secondary. It's a big if, though. It's yeah, a big it if. is a big if. He's, uh, he has two days to practice, otherwise he's going to be out again. So, Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. Fingers. Yep, mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson, I think, is a solid tight end play. Absolutely. Yeah, just like all these other <laughs> options we've mentioned so far. Uh, Andrew, what's your heat level on Marvin Jones, with and without Kenny Galladay? Uh, without Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones is a locked and loaded starter. I mean... He he's shown he is huge without Kenny Galladay. With Kenny Galladay, I move him to a low end flex. But uh, it's against Green Bay. Okay, solid flex. Why not? Solid flex. Good matchup. Uh, he should get a lot of targets. They're going to need to throw the ball a lot because, let's face it, they're going <laughs> to Green Green Bay is going to destroy him. So, um, you know, I've talked about you know earlier in this episode. You know, what's your risk profile? Yeah. Marvin Jones is the epitome of playing with fire. Uh, We see him have multi-touchdown games every single year. He just has these ginormous blow-up games, especially with Matthew Stafford. And he also has games where he absolutely disappears and crushes you. Uh, For example, week six against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is the fifth most generous team against uh, wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he put up, he had five targets for two receptions and eight yards. That's a killer. That's just not something you feel good about. Uh, and then we see games like you had last week against a really tough Chicago Bears defense. He had 12 targets for 116 yards and a touchdown. That's a whole lot of variance. Um, so it depends. You know, if you would feel worse about leaving a blow up game on your bench, uh, than you would about a virtual zero <laughs> in your starting lineup. That's up to you. But he's one of those players. If you know you get off to a deep deficit after Thursday night football, uh, he's somebody you can throw in there who has a shot of uh, evening the odds a little bit. So he's. Yeah. I mean, I think he's the best example of playing with fire kind of player. I'm. I'm still saying I feel slightly different. I, I'm saying he should. He should start. Even if Galladay plays, the more I look at his stats, the better I feel. Um, for example, week eight, both of them played, both Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones against Indianapolis. Marvin Jones 
that was his two touchdown game, almost scored 20 points there. Uh, and even without Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones gets even better. So I would say I'm the more I look at this, the more I'm comfortable starting Marvin Jones this week with or without Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't knock you. I would lean towards not starting him than starting him. But I, once again, he's one of those players where he can put up numbers. So uh, hopefully that helps anybody who is on yeah. the fence. It's, it's all about, yeah, it's, it, it is more of a risk, but to, to me, Marvin Jones has been on a hot streak and if Galladay plays, I think he'll be more limited uh, because of this, this five, six week injury that he's had. So, yeah, yeah, I dig it. These two teams, we are both taking the Packers. Yeah. Green Green Bay. Do we talk about Matthew Stafford though? Are you any oh. interest in that? Um, uh, I mean, it, it depends who you're trying to start him over. Uh, I would start Jared Goff if that's a good yep baseline. I would start Goff. I would actually start Matthew Stafford over Kirk Cousins this week. That's my that's my line there. You don't you don't think the same. I know that already, but. I, I feel more it's close for me instead. It's close for me. Uh, I would go Stafford as well, but mm. it's not by leaps and bounds. Got it. Uh, next up, we have the Washington professional football franchise taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Antonio Gibson is not expected to play this week. He was diagnosed with turf toe. Uh, so that stinks for all you Antonio Gibson owners who are probably in playoffs because he has been a steal this year. Yeah. Uh, really, I think Gibson and James Robinson have been a pretty big reasons why people have made playoffs. Uh, so Gibson being out, that obviously leads to J.D. McKissick getting a little more involvement here, uh, even against a tough 49ers defense. You know, I think McKissick has RB3 value because of his role in the passing game, uh, but I... I don't think he's a savior by any stretch, um, but yeah, RB three—that's where I would have him ranked. Ooh, I got him. I got him up there higher. Got an RB two for sure. RB two for sure. So love McKissick. Loved him all season. Uh, he's going to get a bigger workload. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy, easy. All right, all right. Um, yeah, with other options, Scary Terry, you are starting. Big time. Not a whole lot of other exciting. One Andrew, more. hit me with it. Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Start him. I like him better than most tight ends this week. Logan Thomas. Even start in a tough him. matchup. Even in a tough matchup, I'm doing Logan Thomas. Because look last week against Pittsburgh, had the best game of the season. T- Pittsburgh is the toughest matchup you can find. Logan Thomas put up 98 yards, nine receptions, and a touchdown. Nine targets as well. Love it. Start for me. He's on you fire. Know, I I wouldn't. Uh, I, I think I would start Evan Ingram. I would start Noah Fant. I would start Mike Gusecki. Um, mm, I would go Ingram, Gusecki. No, Ingram Thomas. Ingram Thomas and then Gusecki Fant. Okay. Yeah, Love I it. mean, I certainly see what you mean. He is coming on as of late, uh, but that's that's a scary floor. So that's... That's where I'm coming from, but I see the argument. He showed us last week he can get it done against a tough mm. defense. Uh, over to the 49ers side of the ball. Debo Samuel did not practice on Wednesday, but he is expected to play. This is another team. You know, we'll we'll keep it short and easy. Brandon Ayuk is a stud wide receiver. I think he is a must start. Uh, yeah. Make him work yep. on your lineup. 
Debo Samuel, if he does play, I would not be in any rush to start him. Uh, he typically does produce when he plays, but he's such an injury risk. I wouldn't want to go down that rabbit hole yeah. uh, with Debo Samuel in week 14. When it comes to the run game, Raheem Mostert is a must start. And I think that kind of wraps up how I feel about the 49ers. Mm-hmm. The trifecta. That's it. Easy peasy. These two teams. Oh. Give me Washington. Oh, you bastard. I said it. Yeah, Give me that's, Washington. That's a good pick. Yep. Mm. Be different. Give me the 49ers. There it is. There it is. We got a difference. Man, the Washington team has come so far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I love this Washington team. Yeah, this is, this is a good squad. It would have been better if Gibson was playing. but Well, yes, that is true. Yeah. Would have been more fun. The final NFC home game we are previewing today is the New Orleans Saints taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Saints, they've been crushing it. Hooker by crook, they just yep. continue to win. Whether they're missing Drew Brees, whether they're missing Michael Thomas, they get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know here starting. Uh, I would say, you know, I think Taysom Hill has proven he's a solid, solid quarterback. And I think he is in the QB one conversation because of what he can do running. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, He's going to get you a rushing touchdown. Yeah, he has a higher floor than I think most people expected because Mm -hmm. of that rushing. Still kind of freaks me out. I just, on principle, he freaks me out. Yeah, but he's proven it a couple weeks in a row. It's a weird feeling. It's a really weird feeling, but. You got to, I mean, you just look at his performances last three weeks. It's been amazing. Yeah. You got to go for it. He's been getting it done. You're starting Kamara, starting Thomas. Other than that, Jared Cook, you know, really has shown that connection uh, with Hill. So I think you can roll, roll Cook out there as a tight end one. Ah, That's a risk. No, I I have a lower than him, lower than Noah Fant for me. Interesting. So, I I mean, I I feel like there has been that connection there uh, with Hill. And Jared Cook, you know, he is that security blanket. So mm. I I see where you're coming from. It's to me, it's less of a I think Jared Cook gets less of an opportunity to get the ball thrown to him just because Taysom Hill runs the ball more. You know what? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm changing where I feel. Jared Cook. That's all right. Don't start him. That's right. I mean it it stick and move. It's easy. It's easy to to think to start him just because of his performance last week. He did put up a touchdown, but to me, it's it's more of a risk than Logan Thomas. Yeah, I, I was thinking about the matchup against Philadelphia. Philadelphia has mm. been pretty beatable, but I think you're right. I am avoiding Jared Cook. Andrew, you talked me out of it. There we go. Um, yeah, and over to the Eagles side of the ball, Jalen Hurts Here is going to start oh, no. over Carson Wentz, uh, which is a mess, but Hurts Looked better than once last week, so we will see what happens there. Uh, Miles Sanders has been a disaster this season. Just ask our producer, Brendan Pika, who is a uh, very sad Sanders owner. He is a sad Sanders owner. And I'll be honest, uh, he's got some cojones. He is benching Sanders this Mm -hmm. week in a playoff uh, game. Couldn't agree more. Man, that's... Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think that's bold, but I get it. He has hurt you <laughs> this season. And there's a lot of games he's had where you would have been better off starting literally anybody else. So mm-hmm. if you can afford it, I would go a different direction with Sanders. Um, you know, I would start Kiki Cutie 
over Miles Sanders. Yep. Just as a as a baseline. I, I Tim agree Patrick. There. Yep. Tim Patrick's a oh man, if you play Tim Patrick over Miles Sanders, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Saints are the second best rushing defense in the league based on yards uh allowed per game by running backs. Seventy six. They they give up like the second fewest fantasy points as well as running backs this season. So yeah, big big no for me. Oh, the Saints have been crushing it. So Saints, yeah, Saints have been amazing recently. Yeah, I am hands off all Eagles. Um, you know, Dallas Goddard has been a lone bright spot for this team, but with the quarterback switch and the elite defense they are going up against, I'm hands off Ertz, yeah. Goddard, and any Eagle. Um, yeah, literally don't play an Eagle this week. Yeah. Just- it's not worth it. Make it's it not easy. worth it. It's not worth it. So are we both picking the Eagles to win this, right? Oh, you know what? I will let you stick sarcasm. with the Eagles. I'll I'm try not. to be a little bit different. I'm not. <laughs> way, yeah, you, way to be different. Uh, no, we're both picking Saints. All right, both picking Saints. Yep. Yeah, we are both going with the Saints. Yep. And with that prediction, we wrap mm-hmm. up our NFC home game week 14 preview. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. If we can ask a small favor... If you can, please leave a review or a rating on whatever platform it is you are using to listen to us. It helps spread the word. It makes us feel good. And it helps us bring this podcast to more people. Uh, So please check back later this week for the second half of our week 14 preview. Uh, Otherwise, be safe.